Well, hey there. Welcome to the Kim Constable podcast. Nobody cares. Work harder. Who or what or whatever are we going to talk about this week? Well, I have a very special guest for you this week. We've been doing a lot of interviews recently, but I really have been enjoying doing the interviews rather than just listening to me waffling on for 60 minutes in your ear. But this week I am interviewing my personal practitioner, uh, cosmetic practitioner, uh, the lovely Lisa Waring, who is the owner, the co-owner with her wife, Jerry, of Face Therapy NI. Now, many of you who follow me on Instagram will see me tagging Face Therapy many, many, many times. And once you listen to this interview with Lisa, you're going to understand why. Because Lisa truly is a soul sister. I mean, she is, If there, with the minute I met her, I was just blown away by her. I was like, this woman, you know, whenever you just meet someone and you just gravitate towards them. And the minute I met her, I loved her. She not only is one of the most skilled people I've ever met in my entire life, her attention to detail is second to none. But apart from how beautiful she is, and she is beautiful, um, and how um, skilled she is, and how how wonderful she is and how lovely she is and how intelligent she is. She is also genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever met. I have never heard her say a bad word about anybody. Her wife, Jerry, and her and their beautiful little daughter, Abney, honestly, they are, she and Jerry are just truly, they are couple's goals. They really are couple's goals. They're just wonderful people. And I can't wait to share this interview with you because I truly, truly love Lisa so much. But apart from anything else, Lisa has completely transformed my face. Um, she's going to say my body, but not really my body. Actually, the only thing that Lisa's ever done is put some cosmetic threads or what are they called? Mono threads um, in a crease underneath my, my left butt cheek, which I didn't really like very much to stimulate collagen in the area and to improve the appearance of the skin. And the reason why I wanted to have Lisa on today is because every time I post about my cosmetic procedures on Instagram, I, of course, I get people who say, Kim, love your transparency, love how, you know, how honest you are, blah, blah, blah. But then you get people who are like, that's it. You're a sellout. I'm never buying another program from you ever again because now it's, I will never be able to afford this and you're just selling us out. And I'm like, oh God, calm down, love. Seriously, calm down. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I'm like, that is exactly what it looks like. An excuse. Now you're going, oh, well, that's it. She got threads put in her butt five years after I started training. Uh, six weeks ago, I got one set of threads put in my butt. And I have people coming on Instagram accusing me of being a sellout. And that's just a convenient excuse that they will now use to justify why they will never actually show up and into the gym and achieve their goals. But anyway, that's just a little side rant. But that's why I decided to do this interview with Lisa today, because I wanted to chat to Lisa about, you know, what are the biggest myths around cosmetic procedures? Because Lisa doesn't do cosmetic surgery. She doesn't do like facelifts or surgery stuff, but she does all types of Botox and fillers and dermal fillers. And she does, has like Venus Legacy and uh, Profilo and all of these different treatments. And she is truly exceptionally skilled and has worked as a nurse in the cardiac intensive care unit. She's worked with brain injuries. Like she trained as a nurse in our most prestigious university here in Northern Ireland, which is Queen's University in Belfast, um, before going on to work in some of the biggest hospitals and care units here, before then becoming a cosmetic practitioner. 
So I know I'm, I've really sold you to her here, but you truly just have to understand how, what a beautiful soul this woman is. And I wanted to have her on here because many people ask me about my cosmetic procedures and what should I start with? And I'm so scared to get stuff done and I wouldn't even know where to begin and what do you do? And so... Lisa and I chatted about it all today. We chatted about the myths, about, you know, the her biggest things that, you know, piss her off about, you know, what people expect. We talk about, you know, what people should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing about, you know, really crazy shit that she's seen about, you know, girl putting two and a half mils of fill in her, filler in her lips, which is not a good idea, um, and everything in between. So I'm going to go to the interview now and stop telling you how amazing Lisa is. So you can actually listen to how amazing she is herself. And don't forget, by the way, we're now in the middle of February. 2021 if you want to leave a review on this podcast um, and in fact you can leave a review even if you're not listening to this in February you can leave a review anytime at all on the podcast and send me a screenshot of the review on Instagram a little tip if you take a screenshot of the review before you post it then that will make sure it does not disappear into the abyss. Send it to me on Instagram at The Sculpted Vegan. You could be entered into a draw to win one of our Sculpted Vegan programs. We do a draw every single month for a Sculpted Vegan program. And if you ain't in it, you can't win it. So I'm going to go to the interview with Lisa now, and I will chat to you guys again at the end. Lisa Waring, oh my God, we finally got here and made it to a podcast after so much chewing and froing. Thank you so much for agreeing uh, to the interview. Well, thank you so much for having me. Do you know, I was just thinking, you were my first live, and now you are my first podcast. Oh, Lisa, I love being your first. I love being your first. Don't tell Jerry, don't tell your wife. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we we have a wee secret love affair but actually have a wee secret love affair with jerry on the side too so i'm kind of i'm really? kind of double dating both of you at the same time <laughs> Lisa. I don't mind. my ass isn't as good as yours so oh <laughs> well only because thanks to you which we are going to get into and talk about actually later oh, in the podcast but okay. this is actually part of the reason why i wanted to, i know this is part of the reason why i wanted to have you on today was because you know as you know and a lot of my listeners will know and they'll be really excited to hear from you today because of course i'm always so open about all my cosmetic procedures that i get and you know, and, and all of the extra help that I get. And I've never, ever been, well, actually, that's not true. I have, I went to one girl before you and then she moved away to London, which is then why I found you. I know I cheated on you in the beginning. I actually cheated on her, but I have had, (laughs) I've had the most work done with you. And, uh, and I, uh, my listeners are always really interested in the work that I get done because they're always so scared. And I was really scared in the beginning too. And I thought like, what a better way to, you know, really bring it out into the open and to have a chat about it. And for you and I to, you know, me to ask you the questions that I get asked all the time so I can hear about you know hear about it from your point of view my listeners can hear about it from your point of view so I'm I'm dying to um I have so many good questions to ask you here but before I get started here is what I really want to know so I know your background but tell me or tell all my listeners um what your background is so you didn't start out as a as a cosmetic um aesthetician or whatever the the word is that you would facial aesthetician or whatever whatever you would call yourself you actually started out as a nurse is that right yes um God, many moons ago. I well, I started out as a nurse. I done my nurse training in two thousand and two, um, in Queens. Uh, went straight from school. So what, what are you eighteen, nineteen? Whenever you finish your A levels, um, straight into Queens. Never really had like the mad student life that you know most students would have. I suppose I don't really think any student nurses or student doctors do have that kind of crazy student life. Um. To be fair, it's a bit crap for us all. Um, but I finished in 2005 um, and I was offered a full-time post in neuro rehab. Um, and that's actually where I met my wife, Jerry. 
Mm. Uh, so we worked together uh, caring for patients that had suffered from traumatic brain injury. So likes of road traffic accidents. And they were from any age, from the age of 14 up to in their 80s, you know, patients who have suffered from strokes and things like that. So, I mean, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So hard work, but really rewarding at the same time. Um, and Jerry and I remember actually we would whenever we were put on the night shift we would always get put on the same shift together and night shift which was great um, but during the night shift there's not really much rehab happening for patients so the nighttime shifts was really mainly focused on ensuring the patients could look and feel like awesome um, for the for the next day for the day staff coming in and for their relatives coming in um, and I always remember Jerry and I would usually fight over, you know, who was getting to shave the patient or who was getting to pick out what they were wearing. And usually, you know, it would be the patient who would actually fucking win and say, well, I want to shave myself. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. You know, I suppose we have to, it's, it's rehab. But um, I don't know, I, I always thought, because people would usually ask me, well, when did you fall in love with aesthetics? And I think, to be honest, whenever you, I think you actually were the first person to ask me that, and it was our life. And I thought that's actually probably where I did, you know, because I think, I mean, aesthetics is actually having to appreciate beauty in, in like in all forms and, you know, making people feel good. And I think that's probably where it stemmed from, from, from then. Um, but I suppose, I mean, I nursed in there only for a few years and then I wanted to enhance my career. So I left and maybe I wanted to leave working with Jerry for a while. Maybe I suppose I don't really know. I haven't really thought about that. But um, I went to cardiac surgical ICU um, only lasted about a year. God, it was so intense, and there was no windows in the in the building at all. And night shift, you were given fifteen minute break. You had to sit on the heart. So it was just off. God, put my hands up to nurses. I could not do it again. But um, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. No, no, uh, it's quite good. A surgical it's good. intensive care. Yeah. Yes. Um, stayed there about a year, and then I found myself going back to neuro again, going back to Jerry. Um, and during that time, I applied for University of Ulster, and um, went and completed a postgraduate diploma in specialist community public health nursing and it was great because I actually I am from a very working class background and I was able to secure a job in my young district working with young mums who perhaps I would have went to school with and was able to give them support in terms of you know becoming I mean young mums it's, it's hard growing up and you know especially in a working class area as well so I loved it but kept finding that I still wanted more mm-hmm. um, and so during that time I self-funded did apply to the trust, but they knocked me back for funding. So I self-funded a, a PGCE for nurse teachers. Um, and I then qualified as a nurse lecturer. And I did a, a few uh, shifts in Queens, teaching pre and post-reg student nurses. Um, but my love of aesthetics never went away. It was always there. And it wasn't until we, Jerry and I, um, had our daughter. And during my maternity leave that I was able to go and pursue my dream. And it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, a foundation course in um, bachelor of toxin and fillers and um, started working from my little utility room where it now is well my washing machine was still there actually my washing machine tumbled <laughs> um, and then as I got busier and improved and improved my skills and built my clan base I was able to actually move into the garage in, in the house um, and then traveled around the country uh, doing mobile clinics um, and once we were able to get busier um, and built up a good clan base, 
we bought our first clinic a few years ago and you remember you were there for oh my do- listen I was I remember going to your utility room as well um, <laughs> and doing uh you know and getting some and work some there drift, or yeah. maybe it was the garage actually at that <laughs> point garage, maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe you can, it was a bit more experienced a bit more, yeah. Room. yeah but you know what I love about your story and there's and this is what I always say to people and listen and I'm not taking anything away from anyone who um who trains hard and who qualifies as a you know, as a, or who works themselves up through the ranks, you know, to, to do what it is that you do. But what I absolutely love about you was, well, two things, your, um, your, your background in nursing, you, you had an extensive background. Like you said, like my mom was in the cardiac unit in the ICU after she had her heart surgery, she'd open heart surgery. And she was in, I was in the ICU whenever she was, she was brought around after her operation. And I remember it, it's intense, yeah. you know, and there's constantly a nurse at the end of your bed, constantly checking your vitals. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're in under constant observation. As you said, there's no windows, there's, you know, there's, there's nothing, but not only that, you do a lot of things as well. Whenever, you know, you're, uh, whenever you're injecting, it's like, we scratch, we scratch, you know, and I've noticed that whenever Maya was in getting her, (laughs) that is what all the nurses and all the, um, the anesthetist, uh, the anesthetist would say, they would say, we scratch, we scratch. And I was like, oh my God, that's what Lisa always says. So you have a lot of experience with needles. You have a lot of experience Mm -hmm. with, like you would be my kind of go-to person who I would message and I would go, Lisa, my friend had an injection. She's having, she's got swelling in her arm. What do you think it is? And you're like, oh, could be this and could be this and could be this and could be this. You know, you're like, um, you're kind of like my go-to person. So your knowledge of the human body, your knowledge of um, of working with needles, of working with skin, of working with patients is extensive. Like you went into cosmetic, I want to say cosmetic surgery. What would you call it, Lisa? Cosmetic procedures or what would you call yourself? Yeah. Um, an advanced aesthetics nurse, um, I suppose, but an aesthetics practitioner, as long as um, they're qualified, I think it has to be a doctor, dentist, nurse, mm-hmm. uh, midwife, someone who has done a medical background who is aware of the anatomy and the dangers of what can go wrong. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. And that's what I have to say, what I love about you. And um, I'll never forget actually the first time I ever came to, and I think this is what, this is why I knew that you were good, right? Because I'm going to sing your praises now for a minute before you ask the next question. But I always talk about Lisa and I always say, you know, and we are going to talk about it. Many women will say to me, oh my God, I'm so scared to, you know, I really want to get procedure. I really want to get stuff done, but I'm really scared to get it done. Like, how did you, how did you know? How did you make the decision? And I said, I'll never forget it. I went in to get a vitamin drip and I was, um, or a vitamin drip as the Americans call it. Most of our listeners are American. And, uh, and so I was in your room and you had said to me, oh, you know, have you ever had any work done? I said, yeah, I've had some Botox done. And I was like, oh, I've heard about getting fillers, but like, I'm really scared too. And you were like, oh no, no, you, you would really suit some fillers. And I was like, I would, and I was like, I'm really, I was like, I have this thing here and my cheekbones are all sunken and I have these lines and I don't know how to get rid of them. And you just started going, well, let me tell you. And you started like just lifting my cheeks and going a wee bit here and a wee bit here. If you wanted to get rid of those, we could do this. And that would make you feel better. And I, the way you touched my face and moved my skin and talked about whatever, I was like, holy shit, this girl knows what she's talking about. Because if somebody came to me at the time about yoga or bodybuilding or said, I want this, I'd be able to say, well, see this here and see this here. And if you did this and if you did this, I would feel totally confident to do that because of the experience that I have and my and my confidence in order to change, to, to help someone affect change in their body. And that's what gave me so much confidence. I was like, anyone who can touch my face, move it, say this, 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 map it out in terms of what would help me achieve what it was, the look that I wanted in like in, in under five minutes, knows exactly what they're talking about. So, <laughs> Um, and many women say to me, and so this is what I suppose my next question is, you know, many women say to me, I'd love to get work done, but like, I'm too scared. And so what would you say to women who have these concerns? Cause it was a concern of mine. And it is a concern, I guess, of many women. So if someone comes to you and they're like, Oh, I'd love to get a wee bit of work done. Love to look a wee bit better. Like what's your advice to those women? Well, 
God, I complete. I, I get it. I completely get it. I mean, to be honest, that was you as well. Was, even yeah. even after your first experience, you're like shit, Lisa, my cheeks. Look at me, I'm like fucking crawling the belly. Like, oh my God, it's gonna calm down, relax. But no, I yes, God, I do remember, and I thought my career is over. <laughs> she has a million followers, and they're all gonna be like, look at this, she's on the right cheek. And then I went, no, just relax. I know what's fine. Put on my nurse's hats. And, yeah. <laughs> um. But no, to be back to the question, sorry, no, I do, I completely get it. And I do, I do think though that media has, um, hasn't made my work easy. I think um, seeing a lot of people getting slated for having aesthetic work and cosmetic work and due to the negative images that you see on, of people on TV. I mean, I don't know if you've seen, um, I don't know if we're allowed to say, I suppose, the Sounds images of Demi, Demi Moore recently. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. I mean, I heard a lot of rumours and read speculation that there was maybe buckle fat removal and then it was reinserted. And, you know, I don't know. And then you said it was very extreme. And, and then, then you've you got see, J-Lo, who only, who only uses olive oil. Hello. <laughs> Real, it's probably mm. Tesco's finest, so it oh, must probably, be a really good probably. brand. Yeah, um, yeah, extra virgin. But I, I do see, I do see like these images of celebrities of people who have had facelifts and to get the real windswept look. And the surgeon hasn't really, re, you know, replaced volume and to give it that natural, youthful look. So I think that's a probably people that can make people afraid, you know. But you need to first dispel the myth. Um, having aesthetic treatments doesn't mean that you're going to change you you're just going to really enhance what you have so like we just enhanced the the cheekbone you had a really good contoured face already you know and you're a really good lip but we're just enhancing your lip you know so I mean my best piece of advice would be just to make sure as we already said touched on the last question make sure you pick an experienced qualified medical practitioner someone who knows facial aging someone who knows anatomy someone who's going to assess your face as an individual um, and we'll plan that journey and not just say oh, one size fits all here's a package of you know you can get the Kylie package lipstick and two mils of cheeks and one mil of chin filler or jaw filler and that's you you know mm-hmm. I think that's really important and um, and I, I just, and I literally, Lisa, turn up to you now whenever I come, of course, not at the minute during lockdown, but whenever the salon is allowed to open, I, I literally turn up and Lisa goes, okay, right, right, what are we doing tonight? What are we doing? I just book in and Lisa goes, what are we doing tonight? What are we doing tonight? But she's always with me. What are we doing tonight? And I go, I, I don't know, just whatever. Well, what do you mean, whatever? And I'm like, well, just whatever you think I need. She goes, right, right, okay. What about we bit of chin filler, we bit of here, we bit of uh, this, we bit of this. And she's, oh, wait, and I'm oh, come, one chance to shape your chin. Is that okay? You don't need lips. Lips are gorgeous. No lips. We bit of Botox. And I'm like, okay, go for it. Like, whatever you think. And like, that is how. That is how you know. That is how you choose your. That is how you choose your facial facial aesthetician. You choose them by the yeah. person who's going to look at your face, like you said, as an individual, and say, "Here's what I would advise. Here's what I would advise." You know, you yeah. said to me once, oh, whenever you were younger, you probably had really fat cheeks. And the reason why you have this line now, I'll never forget it, is because I was like, I did, I had really fat cheeks. And you said, the reason why I have this line is because as you've gotten older, you've lost elasticity, you've lost body fat, that it's sunken in. We can fill that out and that can make you look younger. I was sold instantly. I was like, yes, this is what I want. I want someone to tell me what to do. And so do you think that that's what it is? Do you think just many people, women are going to other to um, to aestheticians who aren't uh, experienced enough to be able to advise them? Yeah, I think I think probably the myth when they see the likes of people who have had a bad job, they haven't been to an experienced practitioner. So that's probably what it is. But then you also get the the women who I do have clients from certain parts of the country who will come to me and say, oh, please don't bruise me, you know, because my, my husband doesn't know or I don't really want anybody to know that I've had this treatment or I would never or say that, Lisa. I, no, I would never. I 
Never. But, you know, I just wanted to share first time, people. First that, time, like, guys. I did. That yeah. was me. I was like, don't tell Ryan. Can't tell Ryan Robin James done. <laughs> Ryan didn't give a shit. <laughs> no, see, this is, but I, I just want to shout at people and shake them sometimes and say, like, getting aesthetic treatments, it's not a moral failing. You know, basically, I, I truly <laughs> in my heart believe that, you know, the desire to look attractive and not looking shitty or exhausted and angry, it's it's natural and good. And I mean, if I could prevent myself from frowning, you know, on my own power, then I would 100% be able to do it and save myself a fortune without having to fill myself with a Botox. But I don't know, I just, I was reading a lot during, whenever I was thinking about these clients who are, you know, they're, they're always worried about what people are going to think. And I was reading during lockdown, just found that, you know, faces, the faces we make carry like an emotional weight, you know, and I'm sure you've probably heard, you know, smiling can make you feel happier. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that like, you know, not browning has the same effect. So, yeah, because I was just, I was reading for like a, a piece that I'm writing. It was about, um, I think it was the, the journal Cosmetic Dermatology. I think it was a few years ago, but 10 years ago, um, found that when people had Botox to prevent browning, they had reduced negative mood. So those people who are worried or afraid and um, shouldn't be because research has showed that it's good for you. So, you know, it's actually called a reverse causality. That's oh, what they really? call it, no, a reverse causality. So, um, so a, a causality is where I, I, a stimulus comes in from the external world, something makes me feel upset, and then I frown. Or I'm, you know, confused and I frown. So whatever it is, so something happens which causes an emotion which then triggers me to frown. And so what they realized was, because I, I read studies about years ago as well, I don't know why, because I'm kind of weird that way. Um, <laughs> and it was about then what they realized was people who were prone to depression or prone to um, feeling anxiety or that kind of stuff, They th- what happened was, as you said, they frowned a lot. And what they found was them frowning a lot. They would frown before they even felt anxious they would just frown because it, they kind of got into that pattern. And then the frowning would trigger the anxiousness. So it was like a reverse causality. Rather than the anxiousness would then trigger frowning, the frowning would trigger the anxiousness. And, uh, yeah. I, which I thought was amazing. And so you're yeah. right. You know, I, and, but apart from anything else, I just think we dye our hair, right? We whiten yeah. our teeth. We, 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 I wear, you know, individual false eyelashes. Mm-hmm. We, I have cosmetic tattoos on my lips, cosmetic tattoos mm-hmm. on my eyebrows, cosmetic eyeliner, false eyelashes, you know, I dye my hair and I don't get stayed on social media for that, which is going to lead me into my next question because, uh, but yet if I dare post up the fact that I get a few threads on my butt or I get, you know, some Botox or fillers, I'm like, you're selling us out. You know, every, all my followers call this, all my listeners call this my wicked witch voice. Like you're selling us out. You're selling, you're selling out on us. I'll never buy a program for you and I'll never recommend you to another person because you're, and I'm like, I actually had a girl yesterday. So let, let me, let, Let's go into the next question I have for you. As you know, I posted, I, I was in um, getting threads done in my face, which actually has been, I think, my fav- most favorite cosmetic procedure yet because my cheeks are so plump. They are full in a way they never have been before. They're just, I've noticed them getting better and better and better as the collagen has been, you know, produced over the, the last six weeks or whatever, however long it was. And the, um, I also got threads in my, my saggy butt cheek that day. So I have mm-hmm. a left butt cheek that sags, as you know, cause I, it's the saga of the saggy butt cheek mm-hmm. and it just hangs a little bit lower than the right one. And so what I said to you was, there anything you can do with this butt cheek? And you were like, we can put some threads in there to stimulate some collagen. It will take a few treatments. It's not going to be like the miracle butt cure yeah. As nothing ever is, and um, but you know, let let's give it a go and see what happens. I was like, great. So you put some threads in my button in my line to stimulate collagen, 
And I understand as well, whenever people say threads, I think they think that you're like inserting some kind of thread and then like almost hooking it up. Like you're mm-hmm. lifting the butt cheek and hooking it onto like my spine or something. <laughs> <Do> you know? <laughs> no, you're just inserting little threads into the derm underneath the skin to stimulate collagen. Isn't that right? You're not yeah. like hooking it into anything to lift it. No. That would be great if okay. That would be good, wouldn't I? I was like, I'm excited (laughs) by that. Um, And so I posted this on my Instagram. And of course, then I had, you know, some woman was like, you know, that's it. You've you've sold out now. You know, I can't believe that this is what you're actually doing. You know, know, your body, this is just making it so unattainable because I could never achieve this. And I'm like, sweetheart, calm down. Five years I spent building my body. And six weeks ago, I got what? I got like 10 threads in in a line under my ass. And now you're not going to ever purchase a program from me or recommend me to anybody because my body is unachievable. Mm-hmm. And I just said to her, like, you'll never have my body because you'll, you'll never be willing to work for the time that it mm-hmm. took to, for me to get where I am today. But anyway, that's kind of like my little rant. But here's what I wanted to ask you was that like, I think that, you know, and then there was a lot of other people going, I see absolutely no difference. And I was like, oh, fuck me. I had to go back and edit it twice. I was like, this is exhausting people. Okay, let me just put this at the very top of the post. Like six weeks ago, I got one set of threads in one line under my butt cheek. So don't look at the whole butt, look at the line before and after. And if you look just at that line, you can see clearly the after picture, the line is softer. It's not as deep. The collagen has been produced. The butt is lifted. This is one treatment. I need a course of treatment. Here is the treatment after six weeks. It was millions of other people who were like, you're so wonderful. This is so transparent. I think it looks great. I would love to get this done. Mm-hmm. And then of course you get the people like, I see absolutely no difference apart from a tan on the right-hand side. I'm like, of course, <laughs> don't like, sweetheart, you're never going to see anything. So what do you like, do you think that women are like this because like they want a society of quick fixes? Do women coming to you, do women come to you going, Lisa, I only have 150 pounds to spend, but I want an entire, I want to look like Kim Kardashian. Oh, God. Do they expect do you know, miracles? Yeah. Do you know, honestly, just to go back, I did see this and I saw and I was like, oh, shit. But you do love a bit of controversy. I and, do. You know, and I have to give you give it to you. You know, you handle it well. But first of all, the threads that we did put in your gluteal area or your ass, as as you would you like can use, to call You can it. use all of the um, medical terms. <laughs> they are, they're mono threads. So, I mean, they're ideal for rejuvenating skin. You did, you did let them know that, that you, you know, you're without adding volume or bulk to an area. They're there to encourage collagen and, you know, give a more firm, smooth skin texture compared mm-hmm. with the threads. Like, for example, we put in your brows, which would be their PDO, their barb threads are used for lifting. So what I was thinking, what you could do is maybe have maybe like a touch and feel session for those clients that said that there wasn't, uh, or those people, followers that said that there was no difference, you know, maybe Touch let them come and feel. Of my butt. Yeah, and let them feel the difference <laughs> in your skin. Um, maybe, maybe then they'll they'll realize that it does work. But as you say, like, I mean, a few threads, it's not really going to do that. But sorry, back to the question. Just I was thinking there. No, it was good. Yeah, you don't need to go back um, to the question. Just have a wee ramble. I do. Yeah, I do. Um, to be honest, when I first started aesthetics, this was, as you say, I probably would have had an offer for 150 quid and the clients would have come in and they'd be like, I was very client led then and rather than being uh, treatment led or, or outcome focused, I would um, I would let the clients tell me, here's my 150 quid. I want this one mil split between my lips, stick a bit on my cheeks. Oh, there's a dent here in my nose as well. If there's any leftover, could you put it around there or maybe put it in my jaw? And then I would do it stupidly because I was in my utility room and I didn't really know any difference. And it's such a lonely world aesthetics. I, you know, I didn't really know who to reach out to for advice. So I would have split that mill 
around the whole face. And then they'd be like, oh, where are the facts now? I don't <laughs> see a difference. And I'm like, um, oh, God, well, you see, if you look in the mirror, can you see the difference here in the lip and then the cheek and the chin and the jaw? And they're like, but now, now with experience, I, I will do a treatment plan for every client and I will work out what they need and work on like their budget and focus on a journey. So it would be like you you and me have met, I don't know how many mills we've put in. It has to be over 30 more at least, but over three years, three year, I don't know, many years, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, I mean, rarely do I ever have a client leave now just after one syringe and rarely finished with me after one visit, you know, because so you, I do tell them now if they come in with their one mill and they tell me this is where they want it, I'll have to, show them the door basically yeah. because it's yeah. just not worth their their money or my time you know yeah, what that I mean? does so, come with time and experience though doesn't it do you know yes. in the beginning I know what it's like you do tend to give people what they want and it and I think it takes a lot of courage I actually wrote an Instagram post about this the other day saying you know people um there was a thing going around one of my sculpted vegan groups and people it's a sculpt and shred program which is an 18 month program and you know a member had put a post in the group now not complaining and she said I'm not hating I'm not complaining I'm just curious because I had a, a look through you know the future uh workout programs over the next 18 months and I realized that they don't really change very much you know they're pretty much the same excuse me, aside from a few, I actually just burped there. I was like, <laughs> I was like trying to hold it in. It's like, yeah, okay. And don't even, I mean, we're not even going to edit it out because this is like a farts and burps and warts and give it the moment. My dog snoring beside me. Oh, that's fine. I can't even hear him. Um, but she, uh, no, I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> she burp. said all your programs are the same yes she said all my programs are the same and um, silly fucker yes <laughs> yes and so and I so and I said and I wrote in underneath and I said the reason why all the programs are the same I said look it is a great question I'll tell you why and I gave her the reason why and I said you know basically it doesn't the muscle responds to stimulus and if you change your exercises too often what'll do what you'll do is you're not confusing your muscle you can't confuse your body your body is the most intelligent living organism that exists in the world you know you're not going to confuse it by going to a leg press instead of a squat it doesn't work that way you know what your body responds to is stimulus and so what you want to do is keep your exercises the same so you can keep adding load because adding load is the fastest way to build more muscle and that is my goal for you you've hired me to transform your body and I know how to transform your body so just trust the process and then you know what I said and it was people come to me and they and they say this all the time and I say it takes a lot of it takes a lot of guts not guts as a trainer but it takes a lot of confidence confidence as a trainer to say you've come to me for with an issue and you want me to solve your issue and I know how to solve your issue better than you and it's it takes a lot of confidence to not give the client what they want but to give them what they need and then to be able to say if this isn't what you if you you know if you don't like the way I do things feel free to find another trainer it's there's no there's you should find someone that you enjoy working with and is giving you what you want but I'm not here to give you what you want I'm here to give you what you need or what you say you want which is which is a shit hot body. And if I do it your way, you're going to continue to have the body that you have that you're not comfortable with, that you're not happy with. But if we do it my way, you're going to have the body that you want because I know how to get you there. And I think it's the same with us, with, um, you know, with, with a treatment plan or whatever, you know, you look at people's faces and you can see, you know, and it's terrible. I say to people now, I was, we were out the other week and I said to Ryan, oh, that girl was so pretty. Wasn't she? It was someone we met and he goes, yeah, she was lovely. And I was like, and he said, she had beautiful eyes. I says, I, but she could have done with a bit of Botox. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's terrible. You should say that. And I was like, or I said, oh, that girl's so lovely, but she needs a wee bit of lip filler. <laughs> I was like, Kim, you're awful. But I tend to look at people now and think, oh, they 
you be with a lip filler? You're being nice. Can we take it away? Need a visit to face therapy and I, but truly they don't. If they're happy with their face, I would never, you know, it's not up to me to judge. Um, but no. I can look at people and see how they, they can improve, you know, um, which I absolutely, which I absolutely love. I'm so loving this conversation. Although I'm doing most of the talking. I'm sorry. I just love talking to you so much. Um, here, okay. I've got a really, another really good question for you. And I know I sent you these in advance. So hopefully you've had time to think about this, but I would love to know, this is one of my favorite questions to ask people. What is the one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? Ooh, um, I did. This is actually the one question that you sent it to me. I was like, what, do, what would I say to this? And literally it is just like one sentence answer and it was to realize how good I am and to know my worth and to go back whenever those clients come and complain or you see a bad message or a comment on Facebook on one of your treatments you know just ignore it and you know fuck them basically because yeah I, I just know my worth I'm yeah. going to read you a quote uh, which I posted on my Instagram the other day you probably didn't see it but I'm going to um I'm going to read it to you but you're going to absolutely love it let me just pull it up here here it is here it's a mark manson quote um he wrote the book the subtle art of not giving a fuck and it says um you're gonna love this because this is you the rare people who do become truly exceptional at something do so not because they believe they're exceptional on the contrary they become amazing because they're obsessed with improvement and that obsession with improvement stems from an unerring belief that they are in fact not that great at all Wow. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. And I thought about you whenever I read it because you and I are so similar. Like I see so much of myself in you or so much of you and me, you know, we're, we're, we're perfectionists. Perfectionists. We're obsessed yeah. with doing a really, really, really good yeah. job. And it's not about the money and it's not about the, yeah. you know, of course the money is a great byproduct and I, I would never say it isn't, but it really is truly about yeah. giving and giving and giving and giving and helping people be better and feel better and and that is true for you as well, isn't it? Do you know, Kim, I swear, I have, I trained in threads um, at the beginning of my aesthetics career and um, I didn't offer it. And then I went again last year. I did another course in threads and the courses aren't cheap. You know, they're they're quite a good bit of money, you know, and a couple of months wage for, for some people. Um, and I did another course and then I thought, like, no, I, I want to be better. And so instead of... I did another course and another course. I don't know how much I've spent on courses, but I continually push myself to do more courses. And Jerry goes, at least you spent enough on training. Do you not want to try and make some money back now and treat some clients? I'm like, no, but I want to be better. And I know what can be better. And I think, but that's good because I think, you know, the more you give, the more you'll get, you know, and the better your service is, then you're only going to grow, I yeah. believe. Yeah, it's the law of reciprocity, isn't it? And I think that's why you and I have always worked so well together because I am the kind of person I've worked with some people, you know, um, before, because some, like sometimes with you, I pay for treatments and sometimes you mm -hmm. gift them to me in exchange for, you know, for Instagram posts mm -hmm. and, and different things for PR, basically, because I am your yeah. biggest champion and I never, mm -hmm. ever work with anyone. I always said, like, I don't, I get asked to, for people to put paid stuff on my Instagram all the time and I turn it down. I never do sponsored posts. I never do sponsored ads because... I don't believe in promoting something which I genuinely don't believe in. And you've never paid me to post anything on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's never worked like that. But I do believe in the law of reciprocity. And I hate it whenever someone I've done before someone offered me something. It was a, a course of beauty treatments, whatever. And she was like, you know, I would love to offer these to you in exchange for maybe just some posts on your Instagram. And I was like, well, this is something that I would, you know, genuinely use and like. So, yeah, let's do it. And so then she was like, oh, could you send me back a, you know, a, a list of exactly you know, um, 
what you'll post and how often you'll post and who your followers are and whatever. And like she was offering me a course of treatments, which, um, which to her, the actual cost to her was practically nothing because it was machines that she already had. So she wasn't giving yeah. even outlaying any product or anything. And I think the total cost of what she was offering me was maybe, maybe 500 pounds. And she literally wanted my soul. And I was like, no, I don't. That's not how I work. I said, let me tell you, if I love what you do, I will promote the hell out of you. Yeah. You have to understand I'm that kind of person. I am naturally give a lot. Um, and so whenever I met you, I was like, you and I were so the same. You were just like, yeah, yeah no, just let me do this. No, 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 just put that on your Instagram. Just do whatever. But I was like, fuck, I love this girl because it makes me, then I want to do more and promote yeah. more. And you just let me do it the way I do it rather than going, where's your post this month? Or where's your, did you not post this? And we haven't seen a post from you on this yet, Kim. That would just make me go, fuck you, you know? Yeah. Whereas if you're like, you know, the way with the relationship we have, I think it works really well. And I, I love that about you. I, I truly do. And I think that's why you're so popular and so so successful because people do love who you are and what you stand for not just um not not just that you're ultra talented which you are but you're also, oh, you're also just a really nice person thank you i want to make hug right now <laughs> i know you're not allowed to hug no. this lockdown but we are so grateful for you we do we love you i know well we love you too so and all my followers love you as well and they all go, <laughs> i wish that i could live more releases um are there any comments it is funny though sorry whenever some of some of your followers who I love will send me a message and say you know um I'm in America and um, I'm thinking of coming over when, when can you do a consultation and I'm like well what time is it there and they're like three in the morning I'm like sorry no I'll find someone in America it's brilliant though I love it it's just like wow global recognition yeah Amazing. I have I have had people say to me Kim I'm I'm literally going to fly over and get like a seven point facelift with Lisa would you be able to recommend <laughs> like a, a a hotel I could stay in in the area and you know, it's because they've seen the they've seen the work that you know. I see videos of myself, Lisa. I saw a video of myself from it just popped up on my Instagram from about two years ago, whenever I was prepping and I was on the stairmaster making a video, and I went, Ryan, look at my face, and I looked so much older. You know, I look so much better now than I did years ago. It's I'm literally aging backwards. It's amazing. Um, but here, what I would love to know is, like, are there are there common myths or you know, is there like myths and stuff about your profession or your field that you would love to debunk? Like, is there something that, you know, you hear all the time and you're like, I swear to God, if I fucking hear that one more time, yes. I'm scream. Oh my God. Do you know, whenever you, you told me actually you were going to ask me this and I, I had planned on doing like um, a, an Instagram post about this over the next few days anyway, because it's the fact that people say that their Botox can last longer than three or four months. Like I, and genuine, I've had my first year of plans who come in and they're like, oh, well, you know, the doctor I used to go to, I would have got like six months out of my Botox. And I'm like, really? Would you give me his number? Because I need to go and get my Botox done. Uh, so they give me in. Because honestly, it's, I don't, I don't want to bore you with the science, but basically. No, bore um, us with the Botox, science. We love it. Botox is, it's an anaerobic bacteria and it's found in soil, but it's been purified for clinical and cosmetic use. So basically when we inject it into the muscle or in the skin, um, it works by inhibiting the release of acetylcholine. Acetylcholine is um, it's a chemical used for muscle contraction. So basically, it, it stops the release of the muscles contracting. So they're not like paralyzed. They're just kind of like asleep for a while. <laughs> so you usually will notice about whenever you get your treatment done after about week three or week, week four, week five, week six, your Botox look amazing. That's whenever the, the Botox is at its peak. OK, there's no muscle activity there whatsoever. 
But after about week six, we will start to sprout these little receptors that will start to slowly release acetylcholine again. And then hence you'll start to get like a natural movement of the muscle. And basically that's whenever effectively the Botox probably will start to wear off. And then by about week week 12 to 14, the Botox will be completely gone. And that is scientific research. That's science. I mean, these people who tell me, you know, oh, my doctor's Botox lasts six months. And I'm like, well, fucking go back to your doctor because yeah, why are you he here? in magic. That is magic. I yeah. don't know where, honestly, I mean, it just, that, that's the one thing just pisses me off because then when people message and they're like, well, you know, it's it's nine weeks now and you look, I'm able to move. And I'm like, I know, isn't that brilliant? Because that's good that you've got receptors that are starting to sprout and release acetylcholine, you know. <laughs> Isn't that great that your body's working and doing what it should be doing? Yeah. So I think the problem is that people are like, they just have such high expectations. It's what we were talking about earlier. They come in, they're like, I want one mil and I want you to put it in five different places. And then they're like, where, you know, where did my mil go? Well, a mil is like a mil is a fifth of a teaspoon, isn't it? Yeah. It's tiny. I mean, anyone who gives their child a a teaspoon of medicine will know that it's literally a fifth fifth of that it's it's tiny and you're lucky to even get a lip enhancement with a mill but as you say yeah people just think you're a miracle worker but it's probably because there's so many like little pop-up clinics now that um there's so many on it's it's so unregulated as well you know there's so many um people who are doing it and they're ordering this stuff from god knows where and they're able to offer it for dirt cheap because it's probably it's not FDA approved, and it's not. I suppose we'll not get into that. The night, Made in just, China? No, I would love to yeah. hear that. I, that was. I was going to say, let's let's talk about that for a second. Like, is that something that you know? This is a no holds barred podcast. You can really say anything, and if it does mm-hmm. piss you off, I would hundred percent say it because yeah. if people are buying, you know, you know, made in China Botox or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then they're injecting it into people, like it's just downright dangerous to start with because yeah. you don't know what the hell they're putting in. Do you know? I have a friend. Um, in America, who recently found out that she had silicone injected into her lips. Oh, so she could she couldn't understand why her lips were they're like in two lumps on either side, you know. And she went to get them to try and get it removed or dissolved or whatever, and she couldn't figure out why her lips were always so bad. And then she went on Instagram having a rant, going, "This is why you should always go to a re- to like a, a registered yeah. practitioner, someone who knows what they're doing." Whenever she was in her early twenties in America, she had silicone silicone like oh injected God. into her lips and she was like I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do like the only way to actually get out is to surgically remove it you know yeah. that we can't do anything with your lips so I do think it is really important to make sure the person you're seeing is regulated yeah I think big changes will come soon hopefully but I mean it's just the fact that there there is um people who have done a, a one-day course and have never had no background in and medical at all, you know, and they're able to offer this, I suppose, because they don't have to worry about a registration or losing a GMC registration or losing a nursing registration or um, being accountable because they won't have insurance to cover either, you know, so I think they don't really care. Um, it's just, it's it's just shitty whenever you have people complaining, you know, well, you're much more expensive, but at the end of the day, you get what you pay for and you don't really want clients like that anyway sure you don't no so. you definitely don't and lisa what is the worst horror story you've ever seen like yeah you i know you've seen some some really really badly filled lips which i've seen because you people come to you and you dissolve them don't you and then and then yeah. correct them worst horror story god well do you know i had just before lockdown there actually i had a girl who funny enough she um she came to me whenever i worked in my garage so I've moved from the utility room so it was a wee bit more experienced I was in the garage and I did treat her before um, and then she met hadn't heard from her in years then and then she messaged me 
um, and sent photographs to say, look what's happened. Uh, a friend of mine has just put two, two and a half mils in my lips. And literally, this was like two months ago. And she said, please, can you help me? And and I mean, it was horrendous, absolutely horrendous. And she told me the name of the filler, which is not FDA approved. It's not um, it's not a filler that I, it's not a reputable brand. You know, it doesn't have clinical data behind it. So I don't even know if it would be safe. So we did take her up to the clinic. We did dissolve them. They were absolutely horrendous. Dear lover, she was in so much pain. We did dissolve them. And she was like, you know, I'll be back to you next time. And, you know, I'll be up to see you with a thank you card. We still haven't seen or heard from her. Like, but... <laughs> But no, it's just, just, yeah. Who was so it? I'm sure she, she probably was will. it like someone on a was it like a was it was it like a pop up stall on a street corner in yeah. Market or something? She, she, I think she, her background was her background was in beauty. I think, but not. Um, she's not a nurse or not a doctor, not a dentist. So I think she did a. Um, but she's she was able to. So whenever I asked, I had asked her, could she get her lips dissolved by the practitioner that did it? She said no, because obviously the stuff that we would use to dissolve um, filler, uh, it's a prescription only medicine. See, filler right. isn't a, filler isn't a drug; it's a medical device. So basically, you can go on the internet and buy filler. Mm-hmm. You know, you could go on it and buy it yourself, and if you're happy enough to put it in, you can fire away. Um, but the girl who did this wasn't able to dissolve them because it was a prescription only medicine. She needed to dissolve them. So. Um, Chief, sorry, my dog's going to start scratching. <laughs> Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> That's so funny. We're nearly done anyway. I, um, I, uh, oh my God, I have so much more I could chat to you because you know what? You and I, we only ever really get to chat whenever I'm in seeing you and we're, we're doing work. We never really get to actually sit and have a proper conversation. So I think I should interview you for the podcast every week. Just okay. so I can. Sounds good. Yeah, because it's just whenever you come in for treatment, there's so much we have to fucking do. I know. <laughs> we don't have time and there's a, there's usually a queue outside. So we're like, don't talk. I know. Get the <laughs> I know. And then she, and you're asking me questions. I'm going to talk. You're like, no, don't, don't talk, don't talk, don't talk. I'm just going to put this. <laughs> Um, Lisa okay but before we go into like kind of where people can find you and that online like before and before we finish because this has been so wonderful this interview if you could step into my shoes what would you have asked yourself that I didn't like what question would you love for someone to ask you that you so you can get that information out into Mm. the world like on a podcast or just that people can hear um well, in ter- well, I suppose not really too exciting, but I suppose for people who have never had aesthetic treatments, and um, probably like what would be your go-to treatment? What should what should you uh, when a client comes in? What would you look at and think they need first? And for me, it's always my first treatment to cheeks, cheeks, and um, because when we age, we we kind of we lose that um, triangle of youth. You know, a female face should be the beautiful heart shape that you have now, you know, gorgeous and um, widened cheekbones and coming down into the nice heart shaped chin. But as we age, we lose volume in the cheeks, we become wider in the jawline and it kind of is almost like the inversion of that triangle. So we kind of, you know, we want to restore that. And by adding cheek filler, just subtly over zygomatic, you can do that. And for me, yeah, definitely adding cheek filler. Yeah, reversing that yeah cheek, cheek filler really has been a game changer for me because people say to me have you ever had any work done they go I didn't know you you had work done I'm like that's the whole point of getting work done you're not supposed to look like you're you've had work done yeah. you're just supposed to look really good for your age and I tell people you know I've had I've got cheek filler temple filler um chin filler you completely change the shape of my chin I I have fox eyes I have Botox in my masseters in my frown lines in my eyes um I think we've kind of put them in my but we bit of Botox in my bunny lines before I have my lips 
Wild. I think I've got my have my Marie Antoinette lines done. My uh, what do you call these other ones? The, your Nissan Beale folds. I've had like literally <laughs> my entire over three years. I've had my entire face mm-hmm. reshaped, but it's taken time. Like it wasn't like yeah. one session you know where I came out looking it's not like a facelift I think that you know and that was always my fear before I started getting work done was I'm going to go in and I'm going to come out looking like Joan Rivers and it was never going to be that way you know what I got done was my cheeks first of all and that was that that was enormous for me like I remember looking in the mirror after once the swelling went down because I was like I came home for those of you who don't know the story and I was like Lisa oh my god because I, I thought I would get away with not telling my husband and of course like my cheek your cheeks swell after you've had cheek filler and not just for a couple of days but they do swell a bit and I was like, Lisa, I look like Cruella de Vil. I was like, oh my God. And my cheeks were like, so like, oh my God. I thought that they were, I thought they were going to have these big razor sharp cheekbones for weeks. Of course it didn't. They settled beautifully. And the, day, I, after. the, day, the after. day after. The day after. Yeah. You actually said to me, I can tell, I can see now why people fall in love with their doctors. Yes, it's yeah. true. That was our first meeting. I was like, she is Eastside, like one meeting. <laughs> she one meeting and she's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I will never cheat on you again, Lisa. I promise you. <laughs> you know better. Um, I know, Lisa, where can my listeners go? And and this this also goes on YouTube. So where can they find you um, on Instagram, online? How can they book a consultation with you if they're in Belfast? You do online consultations, you know, across the world. Or I think if you don't, you should. By the way, you should you should do paid online consultations and do like a treatment plan for for someone. Um, even if you can't perform the treatment plan, you know, you could that is something you could definitely offer. That is an awesome idea, actually. Yeah. I can signpost them to colleagues in America who use the same kind of training through Allergan and um, using the same kind of techniques. Yes. That's such but a good here, idea. Do you know what else as well? Look at us, it's like having business ideas on the podcast here. Do you know why this is actually a, a really awesome idea, too? Because I know for me, going into someone going into a, um, a clinic to have a, a treatment plan done. For me, once I've walked in the door, it's like I've already made the step. And if I, in the beginning, I would have been nervous about that because I would have thought, you're still going to try and talk me into something. I'm going to, you know, feel like I have to say yes. I'm going to feel like I have to sign on the dotted line and get the cheeks done. Whereas if you did a consultation with someone in America and you were just like, let me see, let me look at you, let me see your face or whatever. And let me advise, you know, tell me what your problems are, what you would like to change, what you like to keep. If you were to do an online consultation with someone, there would be no obligation for them to do anything with it, but they would have a better understanding yeah. of what they could possibly achieve moving forward. I think we should discuss this idea. I think that's such a good idea. I mean, we do that. We do that currently for our clients here that are going to come to see me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we only started those during lockdown. But yeah, across the water ones is such a good idea. Well, especially because all my followers want you, want you anyway. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, we yeah, can so it's, it's seven thousand dollars for a half an hour consultation. <laughs> yeah. I reduced for ten thousand dollars. We offer finance. We offer yeah. finance. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, where, where, can, where can they find you online tell us where they uh, yeah so you can book an appointment on our website um, and it's just facetherapyni.com um, on our Instagram again facetherapyni and Facebook and usually um, they usually find me plastered all over your Instagram causing controversy probably so um, either of those platforms yeah so and yeah. we will link to those in the show notes so it's facetherapyni as in for Northern Ireland because all my American yeah. followers always go what's the NI for I'm like Northern Ireland and they're like oh right hopefully it will be facetherapyusa one yes, day face therapy and then, usa and face therapy yeah. canada face therapy australia yeah. yep 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 awesome. i agree mm-hmm. um and so yes face therapy and i go to lisa's instagram definitely give her a follow lisa's instagram is amazing um shows so many before and after transformations of celebrities and also of your clients 
gifts um, to really show what is possible. I, I love following your Instagram. I have to say you get, um, it's, it's, it's fantastic to really see what is possible. And, um, and also if you do want to book a, a consultation with Lisa, she and I will definitely talk about possibly setting that up, but you can shoot Lisa a message through Instagram. Is that the best way mm-hmm. to ask yeah. you a question? Instagram. Instagram yeah definitely we get back to Instagram quicker than we will um but email is fine as well on the website but yeah, yeah. Instagram great. so email through the website or Instagram to ask and if you did want to have a, a, a new obviously a new obligation uh consultation with Lisa <laughs> that is something that obviously she's not going to set up on the back of this conversation um and Lisa can I just say from you know for me thank you so much for um it's amazing you, you know you know I would do anything for you business-wise or any advice or anything you ever need I would be totally there for you because truly what you've done for me in terms of and I know it is your job in inverted commas but you do it so damn well and with so much love and with so much care but you know I truly have to say I look in the mirror every day and I love you know how I'm aging I don't look at at any point and go oh I'm not happy with this not happy with this I just look and go look how plump my cheekbones are look at my lovely full lips look at my beautiful fox eyes you know I just think I look better and better <laughs> so I like a total narcissist you so do no <laughs> my god it's so lovely I just no, like but, but I do I do you. I just feel honestly and I just I think that's why you know you just feel it's like a doctor who changes you know who saves you or who cures you of cancer you know you're like forever in love with that person and um <laughs> and it is it is so true so anyway thank you from me you really have changed you really have changed my life I have to say, I'm, I'm really pleased that you came on the podcast and we finally made this work. And I got to introduce you publicly to everybody outside of Instagram. Thank you so much. You truly have enriched my life. Too. Oh, look at us. <laughs> We're all fangirling all over each other. I love you. I love you too. Right, Lisa Waring, <laughs> you have been absolutely and utterly awesome. I won't keep you away from your lovely Thank wife you. and daughter any longer. Um, but thanks so much. And I'll come and see you as soon as lockdown's over and we'll we'll do another treatment plan, hopefully. Thank you. Okay, bye, Lisa. Bye. So there you have it. Lisa and I have now just come up with a whole new business idea. Um, And actually, that is something that Lisa will put in place. So if it is something you're interested in, if you are in another part of the world, you're not here in Northern Ireland, you're interested in cosmetic procedures, and you do want to get a completely unbiased opinion, someone who isn't going to try and sell you a treatment or, you know, get you in for filler or sell you something you don't need, which Lisa would never, ever do anyway. And I hope that no good cosmetic practitioner would ever do. um, Then, you know, go to connect with Lisa. Lisa on Instagram. It's at Face Therapy and I. Send her a DM. If you want to do a consultation, she will do a consultation with you no matter where you are in the world. She will um, do some skin mapping. She'll look at, you know, exactly what she believes that you would need. It'll, I think it'll be over Zoom or Skype or whatever. Look at me setting up this whole business for her. And she ha- we haven't even agreed on anything. But I do know that Lisa is the kind of woman who will take life by the balls and just run with it. So if you do want um, to have a chat with Lisa, definitely message her. I'm sure she can set that up. Um, and if you don't want to have a consultation, do follow her on Instagram at Face Therapy and I. Um, her Instagram is absolutely wonderful. And um, yeah, and if you ever come to Northern Ireland, then you can come and see me. We'll have a coffee and you can go to Lisa for some, you know, some facial work. And, you know, then you can leave looking younger than when you arrived. And ain't that just the holy grail? Okay, guys, I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. And um, all that's left for me to say is have a wonderful rest of the week wherever you are. Thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you next week for another episode of the Kim Constable podcast. Take care and bye for now.